Little Bow Peak. Yeah. Little Bow Peak. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Toberoff. And I'm Tamara Lashtak. And we are your hosts of the Bo Peep podcast. Where the men are women, the women are men, and the sheep are confused. So, Tamara, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about China. I have been chomping at the bit to talk about this subject. All right. So, lead us. What do you want to open up with? Okay. So... The first thing I want to talk about is China's role in this pandemic. And I am extremely passionate about this subject because I believe that this should be America's wake up call. And when I first started to learn about China and had read five books on China in the earlier part of this pandemic, I was alarmed. And I thought that this pandemic could be the greatest gift to America because it is exactly that a wake up call. And I'm still shocked at how many people are not actually pointing the blame at China. So go ahead. What questions do you have? Well, I don't know if I have a question so much as a comment. Look, I think we've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast that there are very few ways to verify a story. And we really are lacking media, accurate media coverage here. So. When you say very few people are pointing the finger at China or at the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, Americans are having a really hard time pointing the finger at problems that are affecting us Americans, even without COVID. We really are lacking any sort of news mechanism. How do we look at China, the Chinese Communist Party? and accurately blame them or even know what's going on. That's a very good point. And through my research, I had discovered that China has infiltrated so many of our institutions and their infiltration is so widespread. They've even infiltrated our government at the highest ranks. Joe Biden himself, he is a running dog for the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, his son had taken a billion and a half dollars from the communist regime. And what is more frightening is that Barack Obama, I listened to an interview of a U.S. general who said that Barack Obama wanted to actually patrol the South China Seas and Joe Biden convinced him not to do it. And this was just two weeks after Hunter Biden took a billion and a half dollar investment from the CCP. The fact that Joe Biden's son has been involved with China and look, I initially thought it was Hunter Biden who was basically capitalizing on his father's position. But now I've learned that it wasn't that. He was actually the bagman for his father. This is corruption by proxy. What do you think should happen? What sort of blame or what sort of punishment should America, Americans, every other country in the world, dole out onto China. Look, I mean, even the Chinese people are victims of the CCP. Yeah. So there's essentially, I mean, look, a billion four people living in China. There's about 2000 people who are actually running China within the Chinese Communist Party. And there's something like 90 million communists in China. The majority of the people are victims. They are oppressed by this regime. Let's step back and talk about this virus. This virus was created in a lab. 
Anybody who tells you that it came from a wet market is a total fool. I have spoken to countless doctors early on in this pandemic, and they had all told me that viruses do not mutate this way with these three envelopes of MERS, SARS, and HIV. This is not how viruses mutate. So this was created in a lab. Okay, let me pause you for one second. So when you say anyone who tells you that it was not from a lab is a fool, it's now approximately a little over a year, actually. We still cannot get any sort of affirmation as to exactly where this virus came from and exactly how it originated. We're still having a debate over this very thing. Of course, Americans and the rest of the world are not yet ready to punish CCP. Why would they be? We haven't even come to grips over how we have this virus. Who is responsible for this virus? Where this virus originated from? We are not all collectively on the same page. Yeah. This is what my research also shows me is that the reason that we are not blaming China is because we are co-conspirators in this. In doing further research, Dr. Fauci was funding the experiments that created this virus. And for those in our audience who don't know the specific experiments, it's called gain of function. It is the manipulation of the genome that allows a virus to travel from species to species in order to adapt to a new host. Viruses generally do not jump from species to species. And this one has because of experiments that were done. And these experiments were actually done in the United States, but outlawed by Barack Obama because they were too dangerous. And so they moved them over to this P4 lab in Wuhan under the leadership of Dr. Xi, who is the bat lady of Wuhan, who has apparently disappeared. We don't know where she is. This leak, whether it was accidental or whether it was intentional, came from that lab. I hear what you're saying. I've heard other people say this. We are not collectively on the same page. The world is not on the same page. Not everyone, not many people agree with or even have heard of what you're talking about. So it's very difficult to coalesce a group of people, a group of nations and people, countries, and dole out some sort of punishment. In finance, when you're trying to get to the bottom of anything, you always follow the money. Our media is completely complicit in following the money whether it is Chinese Communist Party money, whether it is Hunter Biden taking a payout from the CCP, or whether it's the Thrive Initiative in the homeless and de Blasio's wife. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's so clear that if you follow the money, you get to the root of the issue and you get to who's behind the problem? Why do you think, let's just talk about America for a second. Why is it we are so resistant to follow the money? Why is it our media is so resistant to get to the heart of the problem. You talk about Thrive. Look, Thrive has taken a billion dollars of taxpayer money and it's under the auspice of Shirlane McRae for mental health and homeless. Where the hell is this money? If you go and you do a Google search, it's buried. You can barely find anything on Thrive. Where is the money? Everyone talks about it who knows about it. Of course, so many people don't even know about it. But the people that do all ask the same question. Where did that billion dollars go? And why is there such a lack of interest in where it went? Yeah, because this is the media propaganda. Everybody's driven by greed. 
people's pockets are getting lined. They're getting lined to stay quiet. They're getting lined to not investigate. Everybody's hands are in the pot. They are not interested in getting to the bottom of it because it's going to implicate them. So is there a reason that America and the rest of the nations are not interested in finding out the origin and the people responsible for COVID? Is the reason that they're benefiting? Absolutely. Everybody is benefiting from China. First of all, China owns all the manufacturing in the world. They are building roads in all these Caribbean countries. They have this One Belt, One Road initiative. In Italy, if you survey people, they trust China more than they trust America. This is the propaganda. Then you have the Pope. The Vatican Bank is practically bankrupt. The CCP has an unholy alliance with the Vatican. It's to promote and perpetuate this Marxist ideology across the world. There's no secret. They're not even lying about it. They want to knock the United States off its perch as the world leader. Have we been successfully knocked off of our perch? Is America still the leader? Who is running America right now? It's arguable that it's China. I don't know if you watched the summit in Alaska with Tony Blinken. He was so weak and so feckless. They were basically accusing America using our own words at us. After pushing that America is a racist, divided nation, it was thrown right back in our face. And Blinken was sitting there nodding, nodding like a little boy. It was so pathetic to watch. This guy's going to stand up to China? No, he didn't. What do you mean, do I think he will? He didn't. What What do you think our China posture is going to be going forward? From a psychological point of view, and I'm not a therapist, it's the same thing if you're in an abusive relationship. If you've been abused, it's very hard to all of a sudden come out swinging. I don't know what our posture is. Yeah, but I'm not saying poor America, like mean China. We gave them this power. We were sleeping the entire time. We let them take our manufacturing. This is where corporations are completely complicit. It's a complete reversal of policy. Under President Trump, he had a very strong approach that was working. And under President Biden, there is a very different approach, which seemingly is not looking so great. Under past presidents, we have had an appeasement strategy with China. It wasn't that there were many presidents who were standing up to China. We were arrogant. We looked at them like they were unsophisticated people. And we thought that if we helped them rise, then they would do the right thing and foster democracy. That has not happened. They continue to have extreme human rights violations. It's just unbelievable to me. When we were kids and studying in school, we learned about the Holocaust and Nazi Germany. People always used to say, how could this have happened? We are actually seeing this in America today or across the globe today. You have China who have 2 million Uyghurs in concentration camps, and you have Apple and Yahoo and all these other Cisco companies using that labor, concentration camps, labor to make their product. There was a report that came out of Australia that implicated all these American companies for using. Right. So as these people lecture us, and I'm talking about the Americans in these companies, as they lecture us on how flawed, racist, homophobic, everything we are, they seemingly have not a care in the world for the Uyghurs. They seemingly have not a care in the world for the oppression. What about all of those forced abortions in China that the women had to undergo? Not a word about that. 
No, and organ harvesting, the abuses that these people are enduring is just truly horrendous. When you look at the spate of crime right now that's going on against Asians in our own country, in America, what is the reason? So we're told that they that the Asians are soft targets, right? We've been told this from various police detectives that you and I have spoken with. What is the reason that they're soft targets? Is it because, and I'm asking, I don't know, is it because that something is ingrained in Chinese people to not talk, to not report? What is the reason? Are they scared? It could very well be a cultural thing. Because what? Because the CCP has inflicted so much psychological, not even discussing the physical aspect, but so much psychological fear. Yeah. I mean, look, my relatives who fled the Soviet Union, you come here and that's part of your mental training. The silence? The What is? Yeah. Like, well, you feel the oppression. So you come to a new country. You don't complain. You're grateful that you got here and you go about your business. The other thing is there's lots of attributes in terms of when they came here, they had fled war. There were days where they didn't eat or have food. So they were starving. So they have this mentality of you got to save, you've got to hold on to food, you don't waste and stuff like that. And then that gets passed on to how they raise their children. This stuff is generational. If you're living in an oppressed regime, surely you are trained a certain way and then you pass that along to your children. It could very well be a cultural thing. This virus came out of a lab. I cannot believe that we have had scientists who escaped from Hong Kong, from the WHO reference lab who have stated because they've actually seen the genome that the CCP had gave them as the original genome from coronavirus, which was not actually the genome. They did not provide the actual one because you have Dr. Li Min Yang saying that genome that was provided was manipulated. It had snake DNA and rabbit DNA, and it was not the original bat virus that they were claiming it was. And she had to actually flee Hong Kong, came to the United States, and she completely implicated. Number one, she wrote a report stating that this virus was genetically engineered. And she then further came out and said that this was part of a bioweapons program released intentionally. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but the Chinese Communist Party completely covered this up. It was like a Chernobyl style cover up by allowing people to fly from Wuhan to the rest of the world when they knew this virus was transmittable and they shut down travel between Wuhan and the rest of China. What do you think the reason for this is? Was it a test to see how much will take? You think something else is coming down the pipe? I personally think that the virus was part of an accidental leak. But once they knew that this was out, they used it to their advantage because so many people were going to get sick and die in their country. And if they were going to quarantine, it was going to slow production. And so their economy would definitely suffer. And if their economy is going to suffer, then they believe that the rest of the world should suffer too. So they let this virus escape and were not forthright with information. Do you see hope at the end of this tunnel? There are so many countries again now, look, France is shutting down again, Italy, Spain. I don't feel here in Manhattan like we've made so much progress. My kids are still not in school full time. No. And the thing is this, absolutely, it's going to happen again. And I'll tell you why it's going to happen again, because they've gotten away with it. And we've responded so beautifully. 
We're turning on each other. You have people who are turning other people in for not wearing a mask. This is exactly like Nazi Germany. Neighbors turning in other neighbors. Now they want to do vaccine passports. I mean, it's like what? We're going to wear the Star of David on our clothes? The vaccine passport is actually infuriating. Would they ever demand an HIV passport? Yeah. China is sitting there laughing their asses off at us. Do you think that their kids are out of school? No. And what I really wonder is how our children here in America will be remotely competitive as they enter the next grade, the next level, jobs. There's so much that's been lost, not only financially, but educationally. How do we recover? Is there a recovery? Is it possible to recover? Is this a lost generation? Yeah, for sure. This generation is going to suffer and our country is going to suffer. You're right. We're not going to be able to be competitive. It's really sad. And I worry that this is the end of America. My only hope in this whole thing is the America First movement and all the people who supported President Trump, even though he's out of office and he's still relatively leading the party, which is evidenced by the fact that so many Republicans are going down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss his ring and get his endorsement, indicates to me that he's still very much leading the party. But there are movements that are emerging as a result of his presidency all over. A third of America has woken up. Is that enough? No, but it's spreading and you're seeing more people. Listen, I'm in Costa Rica and I'm meeting two kinds of people. I'm meeting people who are Republicans who are down in Costa Rica looking to invest in a country and move their assets out of the United States because they know that shit's going sideways. And then I'm meeting people who are now local. They've left the United States, say, 10, 20 years ago and have come down here. And they're watching what is going on in the United States and are shocked. Look at these countries. Every country has been devastated by COVID, not just financially, but morally, educationally. Every country has been devastated. People have lost loved ones that they weren't even allowed to go to the funeral of or visit in a nursing home. Yeah. Um, no, the psychological implications of COVID is probably worse than the actual disease. Right. And what sort of punishment or reparations would you even think is appropriate? There's ways to actually figure it out, certainly for the economy. We're talking about giving reparations for slavery that happened over 400 years ago. I am just shocked that we're not talking about reparations from China for what we're enduring as a world right now. I thought for sure that under President Trump, he would coalesce with the leadership of the world and they would go after China. And they didn't, which is why I started to realize that they're in on it. When you look at the actual P4 lab in Wuhan, this was built by the French. No wonder the French are staying so quiet. Yeah, it seems like every single country, every single leader, it's globalist. They're all connected and it is very hard to fight back as we're lectured by people like LeBron James, the NBA. Oh, the, the, NBA, the NBA, they make more money out of China than they do out of every other country combined. Right. I mean, did you listen to that Megyn Kelly podcast with Mark Cuban? I did. He got so aggressive. He was so unable to answer the questions and honestly admit to even discuss the NBA and his team's affiliation with China. Yeah. He was growing apoplectic. And it was such a tell that these people, again, will lecture us on absolutely everything. Look, what about the environment? 
the largest polluters are China and Russia and India. And we're getting lectured by these celebrities as they fly their private planes to and from some award ceremony on the environment. They would yeah. never go after China. Did Greta Thunbun or whatever her name is, did Greta take it up with China? Was she invited to China? Was she hosted by China? The reason that President Trump got us out of the Paris Climate Accord was also because China and India, which are the right. biggest polluters in the globe, are continuing to build factories and pollute the air without any regulation. They're committed to coal. How do you dole out some sort of equitable punishment when our leaders are so entrenched? Yeah. Diane Feinstein had a communist spy working for her for 20 years. He was a driver. And as somebody who's sort of in your inner circle of support, he would have had access to everything. He would have had access to her office, her home office. I do have a lot of people that are in my circle where I've given them a lot of my personal information and a lot of leeway into my life that if any of them were spies, they would pretty much have the keys to the kingdom. And I'm pretty certain that Diane Feinstein was probably like, oh, go to my home office, grab my laptop. Oh, take this and bring me a change of clothes and things like that. Like, I know how these people operate with, <laughs> with their staff. So I'm sure he would have had access to everything. It's been over a year. We cannot all get on the same page as to where this virus came from, what this virus is. Look, we've ignored even the efficacy of masks. Cuomo is still pushing this propaganda that masks are a sign of respect. And we've seen the WHO, we've seen the CDC say that there's no efficacy linking wearing a mask to prevention of SARS slash COVID. Yet we're all wearing one, two, three, 800 masks. We cannot get on the same page. On no, we can't. There was just a CNN documentary done on COVID where there was interviews with Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and Peter Dashow, who is the guy who has gone to China in order to investigate the source of the coronavirus. But this guy himself works for so many think tanks and consulting firms that are Chinese communists. We're asking the fox to guard the hen house? Are you effing kidding me? I mean, this guy is completely compromised. Let me tell you how this report is going to write itself, because I already know. The coronavirus came from a wet market. That is what this report is going to suggest when it gets written. You have Dr. Tedros, who is a communist from Africa, and he is the head of the World Health Organization. Connect the dots here. It's truly unbelievable. While we are distracted with the virus and BLM protests and we're fighting each other on masks, China is expanding. They've already taken Hong Well, that off. is such a good point. We have typically taken our eyes off the ball. It's the same thing with Cuomo and the schools. You know, I'm obsessed with schools. He's so busy writing books, collecting Emmys, uh, potentially molesting people and killing nursing home victims that he's taken his eye off of the ball, the kids, the schools. Have we taken our eye off of the real issues? We're creating these fringe causes to get behind. The patients are running the asylum here. The crazy yeah. people are in charge. Yeah. And look, don't think that all of this cultural division that we are seeing, enduring in our country is not being fomented by China. This is what they do. They are. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. 
But maybe also we have just, through absolute distraction, elected people that are so incapable and so unworthy. Look, maybe now they're benefiting. Maybe they're getting kickbacks and they have their personal slush funds. But initially, I don't know, do you think that these people were so in bed with the CCP that they did this intentionally? Or do you think it's just a byproduct of complete chaos and inability? Well, I think that when the policy is set at the government level, at the federal level, then the rest of the country sort of follows suit. So if the strategy was to help China get on its feet, which is strategy implemented by Bill Clinton, then you have all these corporations and transnational corporations following suit. So they're going to say, okay, we're going to open our doors to China. That's going to open up trade. Therefore, hey, labor's really cheap in China. Let's move some of our factories over to China so we don't have to pay American workers. I can't even blame China for it. They have enticed American corporations, which are greedy and chase the mighty dollar, to build their factories there and not pay the labor costs in the US and other Western countries, which are far more expensive. They're taking advantage of policies that are set by the federal government. Can you blame them? No. But now that we've seen what China is capable of, it's time to decouple. How do you decouple? The federal government's going to have to incentivize corporations in order to bring their factories back. But there's it immense, like there's immense resistance to this. Yeah. This would, and it, this would only happen if President Trump were still in office. None of the leaders that are there now would ever promote this strategy or this policy. It really seems like under this current administration, they are really focused on globalist policies, whether it's rejoining the Paris Accord or getting back in lockstep with Iran. What policies at a federal level have been implemented to help Americans? Can you think of any? What are they? This administration? Yes, under this administration. This seems like the most anti-American. That's right. I it, mean, it's like the most anti-American administration and our media seems like the most anti-American media. Yeah. It's almost as if Americans aren't even running our media. I mean, listen, listen, it's no secret that Joe Biden is not running this country. I have been told by many Washington insiders that Barack Obama is actually running the show. And the thing that's really interesting is that he now has free reign because Biden is clearly incoherent, not to any fault of his own. I mean, he's clearly in decline physically and mentally. And he's being taken advantage of. Now Barack Obama can go ahead and completely implement any policies he wants without the responsibility and accountability. They're going crazy behind the scenes with these radical policies in this country. And you know who's going to get the blame for it all is Joe Biden. You know, it's so funny. I remember when President Trump was in charge and all of these Hollywood elites, you know, frothing at the mouth, rabid were repulsed by his so-called boorish tweets. These are people who are perpetually cursing, perpetually leveling insults. The Bette Midlers and the Alec Baldwins and the Rashida Tlaibs of the world, these celebrities would always say how, golly, you know, gosh, 
Um, yeah, Europe is so disgusted by America and American. They're so disgusted by us. And now we have this president, Biden, who has been insulted by China, by Turkey, by Russia, the Mexican president. Who else? I mean, do they even talk about that? What is our image like with the rest of the world? Do you think anyone is taking America seriously right now? It's interesting because everyone always criticized Donald Trump and they're always like, he's the laughing stock of the world. I don't actually think that's true. Why do Americans care what another country thinks about America or Americans if we're doing well? Politics is downstream from culture. Our whole culture in this country is about popularity and your image on social media and what other people are saying. Everybody is so concerned about what people are going to think of them or, oh my gosh, I don't want to be canceled. So of course, they're worried about how we're perceived in the rest of the world. But quite honestly, I don't actually give a shit. I like that President Trump went in there with a freaking hammer and was like, no, we're not getting taken advantage of anymore. I mean, we're we're not going to stay in the Paris Accord. It's a financial drain. And we are not the main creator or cause of the pollution. So we're not stepping in. We're not. Well, we we used to be. I mean, if you look at per capita, we were definitely high on the list of polluters per capita. Do you think places like China, the CCP, do you think they take into account their image with the rest of the world? Are you kidding? Russia takes into account its image with the rest of the world. No, I don't. But I'll tell you, the Chinese are focused and they are serious. They look at us like we are a silly, silly people. Well, if you think about it, we send our kids to Harvard and they protest over sushi appropriation. Maybe we are a silly people. We walk around with pussy hats. Do we look like serious people? Yeah. (laughs) We're teaching eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old boys and girls about hormone blockers. Is this serious person behavior? This is exactly right. Politics is downstream from culture. This is what our culture is. No wonder our politics is a mess. But we are a silly, silly people. But I'm telling you, I'm optimistic because a third of the country has woken up and I'm seeing what's going on in terms of all these organizations that are arising. You have a lot of people who are getting actively engaged in our politics. I'm actually thrilled about that, too, because I am so sick of these career losers running from position to position, losing, offering the same stupid stuff. And now you have people that have never been in politics before, but are engaged, disgusted and wanting to make an impact and a difference in their communities, because it does. It all starts from the bottom up. Look at somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is a firebrand. Interesting that you bring her up. When President Trump was in office, AOC was the thing. She did great under someone like President Trump because she was the complete opposite, the counter. She was able to bitch about everything he did, but she offered no solution. Now under Biden, she's relatively quiet. She can't really bitch and she still has no solutions. I mean, she's a total snooze. Same echo chamber one note from her all the time. Misery, misery, misery. Where is she on one of her biggest issues was immigration and the kids in cages. Where is she now on that? She has been completely zipped up. She hasn't said one thing about it. We are facing the biggest migrant crisis of our time. We are weak right now. We are dealing with a lot here in America. We're dealing with, we've got a border crisis. 
We have COVID. We have economical issues. We have educational issues. We have mothers like myself who are grappling and trying to make sense of this craziness. We have men that are told that they're toxic and they have to be women. We have people marauding in pussy hats. How do we make sense of culturally? We're a dumpster fire. We're spiritually starved. Absolutely. Religion has left our homes. The family unit is breaking up. We really need to get back to basic values. How can we get back to basic values when the Marxist Teachers College is foisting upon the next generation, our youngest and most vulnerable? Everything is toxic. All of these fringe ideas, making it seem like fringe is is normal and normal is racist, sexist, phobic, 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 any sort of ism. How do we get back to normal? How do we get back to spiritual? How do we get back to religion or just even calm? We have to go back to our basic values, the ones that we know work. Have you read The Art of War? Yes, of course. If your enemy is hanging on by a thread and completely confused, why are you going to help that enemy along? We are right. Oh, this, but the confusion is maybe not created by China, but certainly it's stoked by China. And they see what we are doing to ourselves culturally. And this is making their goal quite easy to obtain. The basic premise is to bring down your opponent without ever firing a shot. So really using strategy to bring down your opponent. And if you take it one step further and jump ahead 2,000 years and go to the book Unrestricted Warfare, which is written by two colonels in the PLA who have now advanced to become generals. The book was written 20 years ago. It talks about how nothing is off limits in terms of warfare, which is why we're seeing the fentanyl coming into this country from China, which is why we see cyber warfare, economic warfare. All of this is a blueprint. Everything that's been happening in the last, certainly in the last year, but definitely in the last 20 has been part of China's strategy. Well, you know, I'm obsessed with schools. And for me, everything starts at that level. So we've taken away from our kids education and we've replaced it with activism when they are even in school online. How are our children even supposed to take over the mantle? How are they supposed to be equipped, critical thinking, focused, calm, ready, ready to deal with real issues when they're being diverted to hormone blocker lectures or dressing up as another gender? How are they supposed to be prepared for life? How are they taking over? How are they leading? I think that we're going to see a huge deficit in all of those areas. In our intellect, our ability to think critically, our leadership, we're not raising leaders. We're not even raising people that have any judgment. It's really, I think, passe to raise a leader. Victimhood and loserville is aspirational. We have people that have lost elections claiming they've won. We have people who have lost in life thinking they've won. It's an insult. If you tell someone they've lost, it's an insult. There's a participation trophy for absolutely everything. You're not even allowed to be honest. Forget even being honest. You're not even allowed to broach the conversation. China continues to push the envelope. COVID got released. They saw the world did nothing to hold them accountable. They've essentially gotten away with this. Then they took Hong Kong. 
Did the world do anything? No. The world has allowed that to happen. They're lining up to take Taiwan next. At what point are we going to step in and hold them accountable and stop them? Now they're also going to host the Olympics. These are all tests to see how much more they can get away with. It's just unbelievable. And what, we're going to send athletes there? This is unbelievable. It's What's also unbelievable is that most people can't even travel. They don't have the COVID passport. Borders are closed. But, oh, our athletes, they're going to get to go over. Borders are open for athletes. The whole thing is just appalling to me. Now we're finding out that China already had a vaccine. When I was doing initial research on rindesimir, which was the therapeutic owned by um, Gilead, that was actually the one that President Trump had taken when he got COVID. China has the patent to that. And it was interesting because I found the article early on and then it disappeared. Even our American companies are compromised by China. And don't think that the pharmaceutical companies, every single bit of our medicine is made in China. We're unprepared is what you're saying. We're unprepared. We were sleeping. We were sleeping and our leaders did not do their jobs. They did not devise policies to protect this country. They sold us out, left us vulnerable, and they didn't do their job. And now it's up to the people to take back America. And that's why I am totally supportive of this America First agenda, the MAGA movement, as it's so-called. This is our only hope to actually preserve America, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. America needs to get focused and quickly. And we're not focused now. And we're not looking out for America or American interests. The people are paying a fortune in more ways than one. So we talked about their role in this virus. So make no mistake, I am absolutely placing the blame on China. This was a virus engineered in a lab. Let me not mince any words. I'm a little unclear as to whether or not this was an accident or intentionally released. That will become clearer as this story unfolds. Our leaders are feckless. They are compromised. They are not holding China accountable. Our transnational corporations are also compromised. I'm actually appalled by Jamie Dimon. Actually appalled by the fact that we Americans cannot ask questions. Just when the hell did we surrender our right to even ask anything? We're all so terrorized and fearful of being canceled, doxxed, captured, that we cannot even ask these basic questions. I mean, look at the vitriol President Trump was met with when he called this the China virus. Every single disease is named after its origin. Well, the problem with that is Calling it the China virus, it's not the Chinese virus. I think maybe a more accurate name would have been either the CCP virus or maybe even where it originated from, the Wuhan virus. I think the issue that people have from the other side, the other perspective, when they hear the word the China virus is that an entire group is being maligned by something that they had nothing to do with. No, I don't. I think that it is the China virus. It came from China. I'm not blaming the Chinese people. They're victims of the Chinese Communist Party as well. Trust me, I would love to see the Chinese Communist Party crumble so that the Chinese people could have their freedom. We had Lyme disease that came from Lyme, Connecticut, but we didn't call it the Connecticut disease. We didn't call it the American disease. We call it Lyme disease. What's the difference? You want to call it the Wuhan flu? I mean, tomato, tomato. Let's not get hung up on semantics. 
the fact that you can't even call it that. That's where it came from. Well, you bring up a good point. Do you think the people that take issue with it being called the China virus, they're projecting onto the rest of us? They're projecting perhaps their insecurity, whatever it is. Are they projecting something onto us? The people that call it the China virus, do you think that they mean to malign all of China or they're simply using the name of the origin of the virus to call it what every other virus has been named after? I mean, you have the Spanish flu, you have Ebola, Lyme disease. So you bring up the Spanish flu. I mean, we didn't get technical about which city from Spain it came from. It is one nation, whether it's the 2000 communists that are running China or the whole entire country. When you're part of a country, you're part of the country, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm actually a little tired of people saying they don't agree with this and they don't agree with, you know, America going to war. Yeah, you maybe don't agree with it, but as one country, you got to be a team player. It's your government. It's your country. You're accountable too. All right. I know you have a lot to say on China. Let's wrap it up for now. I think I've said everything I really wanted to say. I think, look, each one of our podcasts, they're approximately 45 minutes. We could talk about all these things forever. There's so much to say. There's always a continuation. Every story continues to evolve. And we will readdress many of the topics that we've already started to discuss. You can join us every Thursday. Follow us on social media at the underscore bow underscore peep. As Chamara frequently says, the purpose of our podcast is to really discuss the issues that are on most people's minds, but they are too afraid to ask and discuss. And we want to provide an outlet for that. This is a place where we really were going to go out on a limb and discuss issues that a lot of people are interested in, but not discussing. Chamara, you want to say anything? You want to add anything to that? The way I see that is this is my way of protecting freedom of speech, because if we're not allowed to speak freely, then we are going to lose this constitutional right. Okay. So everyone, we'll see you on Thursday. Leave us a message on Instagram at the underscore bow underscore peep. We'd love to hear from you for new topic ideas, commentary on what we've discussed. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and every major podcast platform. Okay, so every Thursday a new one drops. Thank you so much for joining and we'll see you next Thursday. She lost her sheep, y'all. Don't know where to find her.